Welcome to episode 247 of Live Happy Now. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, thanking you for joining us again this week. Now, you probably realized already that this is the week when you're going to hear a lot of talk about Valentine's Day and showing those around you how much you love them. But have you thought about being your own Valentine this year? Whether you're single or coupled, there are things you can do to feel more fulfilled in your relationships and with yourself. Karen McGregor is a leadership expert and best-selling author of several books, including her upcoming release, The Tao of Influence. She joins us this week to talk about how we can change our approach to love and relationships to find greater joy. Karen, welcome to Live Happy Now. Thank you so much, Paula, for having me here. This is such a great time to talk to you because we're getting a lot of messages about love this month. <laughs> Today's topic, we're talking about how to be your own Valentine. But before all the married people and the coupled people shut off, I think we should point out that we're not just talking about single people, right? Even if you're in a relationship, you need to learn how to be your own Valentine. Absolutely. I think it's so important that we really look within and see what is it that's bothering us and what is it that's not okay within us that potentially could affect our relationship with our loved one or if we're single? And we tend to maybe not do that as much as we should. We tend to look at what we want from the other person more than looking inward about what we need to be presenting. Is that true? That's so true, yes. I think that most of us, when we get into a love relationship or when we're seeking someone as a mate, I think that we generally tend to make long lists of requirements um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that really need to be met in order for us to be happy. And since, you know, your show is all about that, I really want to point out that that's probably the biggest mistake that I've seen people make. And I've I've made it myself is to really have increasing number of preferences. So as an example, when you live with someone, you may find over the years that you just have more and more preferences about the way they act, the way they talk, the way they walk. And, you know, in the work that I've done with uh, my book, The Tao of Influence, I always say that if we want to be truly influential in the world, if we want to be true leaders in the world, we have to come from a place of not needing anything to happen in order to be fulfilled and happy. Yes, we're going to do things, we're going to take action, but we don't actually need it out of some lack or fear within. So I think that's really key. When we change that perspective, what then happens? Because I know a lot of times what you're looking for comes to you when you stop looking and when you start accepting your moment. Is it kind of like that when you stop making this list of demands <laughs> from a partner, you start getting yeah. what you really need? Well, I think the first thing is, you know, getting back to your theme is that you really do become a happier, more fulfilled person. The catch I find sometimes with people who talk about the law of attraction is that you never want to do something as the transactional behaviors. So if you say, well, I'm going to overlook the fact that my husband doesn't pick up his socks because I'm a bigger person than that. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have this fulfilled, happy state because 
now you've put it in your mind that you're going to rise above this. But really, um, it's it's almost like creating a new checklist of these are the things I'm not going to do in order to get this result. And the same thing with law of attraction. I think if we come from a place of lack and fear and pushing and transaction, then we're always hoping for the greater result. But I agree with you that when we let go of all of that, when we really focus on internal happiness and not needing anything from anyone else, like truly not needing anything, when we get there, then you're absolutely right. Our life flows, things come to us. I know myself personally, financially, things are way better when I don't hang on to preferences and needs and things like that. So I think that's really the key to successful relationships, you know, speaking of Valentine's Day. And that's one thing to understand that that makes sense. It's another thing entirely to put it into action because that's not necessarily our first nature to just say, all right, I'm not going to obsess on that. So how do we start living that way, being able to accept ourselves and being able to accept where we are and that we don't need that other element. We don't need that other person. Yes. Well, I think the first thing is, and thank you for asking because the how-to is always so important, isn't it? (laughs) It's nice to talk about it, but we do need the how-to. The first thing for me is to become committed to the practice of watching my thoughts and how my thoughts get triggered into the emotion and more thoughts. And then I get stuck on that thing that's bothering me. And so for me, the biggest practice that I've done that's made such a huge difference and is part of my book is to really see how an initial thought can get carried away into all of the emotions and more thoughts. So once you observe yourself, getting into, let's say, you know, you don't like what someone has said to you, and maybe it's a loved one, or you're single, and somebody said some insensitive thing. And when you hear that, initially, most people are going to go to their old wounds about the I'm not good enough. And this, whatever this person said is proving it. And subconsciously, we don't even do it consciously, but it comes out as a hurt. And so we feel that hurt. And then the next thought in our head is usually either defensive or withdrawn. So we usually lean in to try and defend ourselves and get what we want, or we run away and escape that which we don't want. So it's one of the two, typically. And so when you watch yourself lean in or back away, based on that initial thought, you can actually, and this is true, you can actually stop it in that moment. And how you stop it is also a practice. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't come naturally? (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) And so for me, I actually find that it helps, first of all, to be gentle on myself. You know, this is something that's going to take For most people, if they're committed to it, it'll take years of practice, not just overnight. But I find even within two, three weeks, people have remarkable changes if they keep up the practice, right? Mm 
So you just breathe in and you watch and you visualize your thoughts almost like they could be an object floating down a river. And you just watch them float down the river. And then when the next one comes, you watch that float down the river as well. And for some people like myself, you know, I really enjoy the art of meditating, you know. And so that piece, if you have a moment, just quiet time to breathe and allow those thoughts to float down the river, that's wonderful. For some people, it's more movement-based. So as you're watching yourself let go of the thoughts, you're running or you're exercising or something to get rid of the energy that has presented itself. A lot of people spend years and years in therapy. I'm certainly not against it. I just feel that everybody I've met, we all have wounds. Some of us have learned to cope with them really well, but I I feel the the best practice for all of us is to start to be aware that we don't need our mind to control us. We need to control our mind, not the other way around. (laughs) It's like an unruly child in there sometimes, isn't it? (laughs) You know, I always say it's like giving a two-year-old a box of chocolates letting that two-year-old set it free in a toy store with no rules and no boundaries, right? And yeah, what could go wrong? Like. <laughs> <laughs> right? So the Valentines, I really think this is an important piece for all of us. You know, I, I was divorced 10 years ago, and then I had a very long-term relationship, not married again, but long-term And now I'm single again. And I always found through that whole time that I was really unhappy because I would make up stories about, you know, what the other person was or wasn't doing that actually led to my unhappiness. And when I came through all of that and I realized, wow, you know, I have a choice here. I I can choose to be happy and to let go of all those stories And really, that's the most empowering thing that we can do as people who influence the world. You know, we're inspiring when we don't have a story that holds us back in relationship. I I, I think it's important. And as a single person myself, Paul, I want to tell you, this might inspire some people. Last year, I remember, you know, I had broken up with with my very long-term partner and my two children were away with their dad on a vacation in Australia and it was Christmas and I was completely alone. There was nobody in my house. And on top of all of that, I had a a huge dental infection. So it was massive, massive pain. And so I'm guessing you weren't having a great day. Is it safe to say it it wasn't a good day? It wasn't, but you know what, when Christmas day hit, You know, I did what I talked to you about. I really focused on all of the practices that I had been doing for the last few years. And actually, the entire day, I felt so happy and so alive and just excited to be alive. And I can't tell you how much that shifted my awareness that happiness is an internal state. It's not dependent on anything else. So I, I learned that through Christmas Day last year. And it's so important to note that 
that we all do create these stories because it's wonderful to hear someone like yourself say this. So all of us are like, oh, it's not just me. Um, and when you stop letting those stories be reality and you find a way to release them, then you get down to who you really are and who your partner really is or who your hopeful partner is. You know, you really start getting to what it is that you want out of life and what you need rather than just dealing on the surface. Yes, absolutely. And once we get that, I think that's where, as your theme with happiness comes from, you know, that's where really the gold is. We'll be right back with more of my interview with Karen McGregor and how to be your own Valentine. But if you're feeling left out or lonely, it could be that you need to talk to someone about it. BetterHelp Counseling is a confidential online service that connects you with a licensed professional counselor who can talk when it's most convenient for you. With more than 3,000 licensed therapists specializing in everything from stress and depression to trauma, grief, and family conflict, this is an affordable and convenient way to work through whatever it is that's disrupting your life. And best of all, Live Happy Now listeners get 10% off their first month. Go to betterhelp.com slash livehappy and use the discount code livehappy to get started. That's betterhelp.com slash livehappy, discount code livehappy. And now, let's get back to our conversation with Karen. You talk about something called love power. And this is very interesting. I wondered if you could start by explaining what you mean when you say love power. Absolutely, yes. So we're all born with the beautiful, pure capacity to love. And that power is really the only power that we have. I know that on the political climate and and the celebrity scene, we see a lot of what I call distorted power, which is that this happens to all of us, not just politicians and celebrities, that When we're young and we have this beautiful love power that we radiate to other people, eventually we have experiences where that love is not received or perhaps we want something, you know, initially it's very basic wants and needs of a baby, but eventually we want something and it's not given to us or perhaps it's taken away, or perhaps some traumatic thing happens, or it could be just something very small where we interpret that a loved one doesn't care enough to provide us with our needs. And so whether it's highly traumatic or just a little bit, it really doesn't matter. We all end up basically trying to get our needs met through different ways. And the more that that happens where we don't get our needs met, the more we, because we're very creative little beings at that age, (laughs) we try to get our needs met in ways that are not healthy. But once they get met in that unhealthy way, then we continue that pattern. So I'll give you an example. Some people that you and I both know, they get their needs met by being very controlling, dominating. They have to be right about everything. They have to have the last word. And so that person, most likely in their childhood, didn't feel safe or it wasn't safe to be them or the environment wasn't safe or something very suddenly traumatic happened that created a lack of safety. And so that person actually takes 
their in charge of their needs in an unhealthy way by controlling everything and everyone around them to make sure they're safe. So this is just one example. You know, there's there's others that are the complete opposite. They withdraw from life. They say, you choose. It doesn't matter. You know, I, I'm just going to sit back and, and let life sort of happen to me rather than be engaged in life. So there's all sorts of what I call distorted power that happens as a result of being very young and having our needs not met and then trying to meet them. And for those people who withdraw in life, they are trying to still get their needs met, but they do it in a very either passive aggressive way or they're somehow kind of like a victim. They hope that they'll be noticed when they choose to withdraw. So there's all sorts of different dynamics. In my book, I talk about eight of them. So there's, there's more. But I just want everyone listening to really think about what is the way that you have your needs met? How do you try to get your needs met that might not be your love power? So I call it either you're either in your love power or you're in distorted power, which is based in, gosh, a little bit of fear or a lot of fear. It can be based in insecurities. Am I good enough? Am I okay? Do people like me? And these are all, they, they're not even conscious. For most of us, they're so unconscious. But that's the key right there, that when you're in your love power, that's the source of pure influence. And that's the source, what I always talk about for Valentine's Day, is your greatest support in life is your love power. So you can just ask yourself at any given moment when you're talking to, as a single, you're maybe on a date, am I doing this out of love or am I acting out of fear? Because if you're acting out of fear, it's distorted power and people pick it up right away. That's Um, so interesting. And it might not even be that the other person consciously picks it up. There's something in them that recognizes that fear and them react. Yeah. Yes. So once you understand your love power and you start operating more authentically, how is that going to change the way that you approach love? So for me, as soon as you asked that in my vision, I saw the word unconditional. This is where I think any of us who are on a more conscious path dream of being someone whose love is unconditional. And the thing about being your own Valentine is that, yes, you know, we aspire to have unconditional love for others, but the real journey is our internal journey of unconditional love for self, because without that, it's almost near impossible to have unconditional love for others. So we're just really, whatever's going on inside that we think we're not okay is going to be represented on the outside. So the whole theme of be your own Valentine, I think is, is so important in terms of this idea of reaching a state where internally we are totally okay with ourselves. And I love Michael Singer from the untethered soul, because he always says that the definition of spirituality is not necessarily going to church or meditating or whatever, or new age practice. He says, just practice being okay with yourself. And I thought that that was so profound because quite often with spirituality, we can make it quite complex and that kind of thing. But 
you know, really when it comes down to it, if we are okay with ourselves, we can experience a level of love that we've never had before. And really it comes down to that. It's just that simple. Is it hard to do? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Simple but difficult, just like we love. (laughs) (laughs) And it's also important to note that when you start doing this, even if you're doing it for a romantic partnership, this transforms every area of your life. It transforms all your relationships. Well, this is why in my book, The Tao of Influence, it's coming out in June, I really say that every aspect of your power, every choice you make is either exerting your influence, your positive power of love for the world, for yourself, for the planet, you know, for the future beings, or every choice you make every second of the day is in distorted power, which is based in your fear and also the fact that you believe you're not okay as you are. There's something deep inside. And again, getting back to those, those wounds. And, and I actually believe, Paula, that, you know, personally, after just talking to hundreds of people about this, I don't know that our wounds will ever go away entirely. And maybe that's just okay. It's not that they disappear. That's not the goal. The goal is just to have the practice of recognizing, hey, I'm not okay in there, but I have a choice, right? But I have a choice. That choice, I think, makes us into powerful influencers. And so you're absolutely right, whether it's business or community, a nonprofit initiative that you're, you know, you're with a group of people and you're working together towards a common goal, or whether it's your love life and dating, it's all the same. You know, how do we choose to navigate our love power or do we abdicate to what everybody else does, which is their abdicate to their fear and get into the distorted powers? So, yeah, I really believe, I know Carolyn Mace often says that if the only thing you do in life is to look at how you use your power that will be enough for the rest of your life. And as you had mentioned earlier, so oftentimes we're told this is how we could be doing it, but we're not given the steps to get there. So I appreciate you talking about how we can start doing that when you've already said we have to wait till June for your book to come out, but we are going to give our listeners some links so they can see some of your videos and follow you and learn some of these things before the book gets out. But As we're letting you go today, can you give us one thing that our listeners can do, can start implementing today so that they can discover their own love power and can start leading a more fulfilling life? Yes, I think one of the great practices is whenever we talk to someone, whether we've known them for 20 years or perhaps you're going out on a date, you're single, it's the first time you're meeting this person, really have an open mindset as to what can I really learn from this person? What sort of new things can I learn that will help me to grow in my life and almost make it like an exciting game, you know, like what can I actually receive from this beautiful interaction rather than what most people do, which is look at the other person and go into fear and say, okay, 
how can I get my needs met? Because my needs need to be met in this moment. (laughs) 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 And you know, all day long, you know, honestly, we human beings, we're so predictable. We do that all day long. So I think that's the one thing. If, If people can just start there, that is a great start. Terrific. Karen, I really appreciate you taking time with us, and we really look forward to your book coming out in uh, June. Thank you so much, Paula. You have a wonderful day. You too, and goodbye to everyone out there. That was Karen McGregor talking about how we can tap into our love power and learn to be our own Valentine. To learn more about Karen, pre-order her book, The Tao of Influence, or take our free online test to discover your own power archetype, visit us at livehappynow.com. We hope you're already a subscriber to Live Happy Now, but if you're not, you can find us on the Pandora Podcast Network, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Just look for us on your favorite platform and hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. That's all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one. Mm -hmm.